This is the Upside Down Podcast, where we discuss the happenings of our coffee shop, art gallery, and community space in Westwood Village. I'm Kyle, the manager of Upside Down and your host for this podcast. Here we discuss coffee, art, and our vision for community behind it all. If you want to learn more, check out our website at UpsideDown.com. Follow us on Instagram at UpsideDown underscore LA. Or our preferred method, visit us at our cafe. We're glad you're here and enjoy the show. Welcome, Alyssa. Welcome, Isaac. Thank to you. this episode of the Upside Down podcast featuring Alyssa Jeffis, our resident barista, trainer, person, extraordinaire, coffee experienced guru. Thank you. Wow, what a title. <laughs> Let's yeah. add more titles. Yes. Let's what add else more can titles. We on there? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're doing a feature on Alyssa today. So um, say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Cool. Hi guys. That's Isaac's <laughs> recurring joke every time. <laughs> Um, and we're just going to chat through a bit more on your card so that as people come by the Meet the Baristas board, they can see that and be like, oh, I want to learn more about Alyssa. Here we go. So, but before we dive into that, Alyssa, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who Alyssa is? Great. Hi, I'm Alyssa. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been in the coffee industry for six years now, and it has been one of the funnest jobs that I've ever had. Um, I started off in college getting my degree in child development and have since uh, drastically shifted uh, <laughs> uh, careers. Um, kids are lovely and fun, but they're also stressful sometimes. And coffee is also lovely and fun and stressful sometimes, but it's a little bit different. So I enjoy the like craft of being intentional about making something with precision and care and um, making it beautiful. So I think it's been a fun switch. And um, that's why I'm here. That's so cool. It's kind of like you know, like raising a kid, you're hoping for them to be cultivated, developed, smart, and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Coffee's a little bit different, low, lower stakes, but yeah. more uh, frequent, faster processing time. Yeah, Im immediate yeah. results. Immediate results. Yeah, yeah. a little more yeah. satisfying. I think one qualification for working here, if you're not a student, should be you majored in something else. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've got a good different. amount of that. Yeah. We got sure. child development, film. Isaac has a music degree. Oh, nice! Yeah, did you fin or did you? F it doesn't matter. It's know. like a production. Still, degree, pretty yeah, cool. Certificate. <laughs> now you're producing coffee. I'm producing <laughs> coffee. Yeah. But, well, cool. Wait, so but you did work in the child development field yeah. for a bit. Yeah, right? I was a preschool teacher for four years at a Montessori school. Nice. Which I went to Montessori school as a kid. My mom was a Montessori teacher. Um, so I super love Montessori. It's a it's a fun um, way of teaching kids, uh, but it just got a little tiring. Doing Can that. you like crash course on what the Montessori is for people who don't yeah. know? Yeah. So the Montessori method of teaching revolves around um, a lot of independence in teaching and like self learning. Mm. So kids um, are self motivated in what they choose to like focus on or study. I worked in the preschool environment and it translates like a little bit differently to like a elementary or a middle school environment. But basically 
Um, the teachers like set up the classroom and make an environment that's like inviting and exciting for the kids. And then we kind of just like let the kids go free and they can kind of like choose whatever they want and be self-directed in their learning. And it's through a lot of like repetition and trying things and failing and trying them over again and then like getting better at it and then being able to like teach that to other kids. So a lot of like collaboration as well. Um, mm. It's really fun. I She lived in, I think, like the late 1800s. So it's been around for a while. Your mom did? Yeah, my mom. <laughs> she learned Montessori. It's named so after Maria Montessori. Maria Montessori. Maria Montessori was your mom. That was the best childhood. That sounds like a, it sounds like a grad program for kids. Like yeah. self-directed learning is like, I feel like, you know. It's in one way, it's it sounds like intense or like really... Yeah, like maybe academically fo focused, but I think it is kind of more relaxed because mm -hmm. it is more like let the child like choose what they want and the teacher's more of there for like a support to like help yeah. them like learn what they want to learn instead of like sitting down and being like, this is A, right? A, you know, it's like <laughs> they kind of like come to that slowly and when they're interested in it, then the teachers kind of like support them in that. So I like that's cool. That's how like education can go from like you do whatever you want to like highly structured to when you're in your grad program, you do whatever you want again. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Well, that is, that's, and it's like, like you said, it sounds really complicated, but I remember being at your place one time and my wife showing what, me one of the um, Montessori toys and it's like, they're simple things. Yeah. They're toys mm -hmm. yeah. still. It's just, they're made in such a way that the kid can figure it out. Are yeah. your kids in Montessori school? They're not. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we want to discuss the price of Montessori schools in LA. <laughs> and this is where this becomes an economics yeah. <laughs> podcast about the price of education. Yeah, we end. we uh, do Montessori at home. So yeah. a lot of, yeah, like um, they call them works, the Montessori works mm. um, in a classroom. So they have like toys that are set up to like help them experiment and learn new things. And then a lot of Montessori too focuses on practical life so mm -hmm. that means you know like washing dishes and like sweeping the floor oh, and so fun. like yeah. yeah so like involving them in like everyday stuff is also part of Montessori so do you feel like you have a lot of confidence then like in in raising your kids that like if their preschool sucks you're gonna be <laughs> able to just like <laughs> yeah I'll fine. supplement it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think they're getting they're getting Montessori at home even if they're not getting it at school which nice. they go to a great preschool just throwing that out there <laughs> a non-Montessori preschool well another thing about you another fun thing is you are quite the reader yes right i think i love to read i'm your friend on goodreads yeah and you are just like three... do you know how many books i've read this year a lot yeah. i've stopped counting because i've not read a my, lot <laughs> following my reading challenge progress yeah. last year Ooh. i had a reading i tried to do the, the number of books for the year so i did like 21 yeah. for 2021 mm. and then 22 for this year i'm on last year i hit it this year i'm on like seven <laughs> so what are you at this year so i'm at 52 currently Dang. my goal was 50 <laughs> more than one a week that's a book a week yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like fully normal for me at this point wow I, so i grew up reading my dad and i read together we read harry potter together um and lord of the rings together fun um and so i feel like i've always been a reader and i think as i got to like college and got to being an adult it kind of like fell off like I would still read but like it wasn't consistent I wouldn't ever like pick up a book and finish it very regularly um and then I heard this piece of advice from somebody and I took it and it has like exploded my reading so do I, tell yeah, yeah please no no it's you can't know um, <laughs> secret. secret um so 
yeah, I went from maybe reading, you know, like seven books a year, like maybe not even seven books a year, like three or something. I always would like set my goal for two books a month and I'd never, ever get it. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the advice to read before bed. Mm -hmm. And that is it. (laughs) Um, it. Yeah, just like make it part of your nightly routine. Just have a book on your bedside table, like pick it up. It can be a page. It can be a chapter. It can be an hour. um, But just read before bed. And like almost without fail, I now read before bed every single night. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what um, motivates me to read. I think, you know, sometimes you can like start reading a book and it kind of gets boring and you kind of put it down and then like you totally Mm -hmm. forget about it. But like when you're always reading before bed, it kind of like pushes you past that and you just kind of have to keep going. And it's like, okay, well, that was boring, but maybe the next chapter is going to be fine. And so it's kind of like, (laughs) I don't know, like the progress that like moves you forward into finishing your books. And I think even... Yeah, or even, like, it can get you to the point where you're interested. So if a book is, like, slow going, but, like, two-thirds of the way there's, like, a twist and you're like, oh, man, Mm. then you can get to that point where you're like, I want to finish this. Like, there's also been many nights that it's, like, midnight or and I'm, like, still reading this book when I started it, like, an hour ago. So Wow, that's fun. Actually, I did have that experience last year where I bought this massive 1,000-page fantasy book and I was like, I'm never going to read this. But then I started reading it. I don't think I knew I was doing it, but I was reading it as I was falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks in, I was like 300 pages in. I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to finish this thing. This is cool. (laughs) Now I just look at my phone too much. So that's the key. (laughs) Put your phone away. Yeah, put your phone away. Get your book out. Cool. I think I'm going back to a flip phone. Going, yeah. Nice. Some people here were researching Motorola razors yesterday. Oh, because you can buy them, right? Yeah, they're well, like they, new. They came yeah. out with a new yeah. one again. A new razor. Yeah. You should go for the light so phone. If, that one. Yeah. No. If anyone does that, report back on how that is. Yeah. Okay, so we got books. <laughs> that we could got... be like an ongoing theme of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who goes from iPhone to dumb phone? Yeah. <laughs> we just need. We need to know who's using dumb phones. Let us know how they are. Um, your other interests on here are coffee and mm. sourdough baking. Yeah. So we've already kind of talked about coffee a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What? I could tell you the story about how I didn't used to like coffee. Oh, yes. oh please, please tell that story. Yeah. Great story. I grew up (laughs) hating coffee. I thought it was really gross. I didn't know why anybody would drink that. Um, I, like, all my friends or whatever would go to Starbucks, and I'm like, you guys, oh, why? (laughs) Just like, that's nasty. Okay, I even hated the hot chocolate at Starbucks because I thought it tasted like coffee. That's how much I did not like coffee. It is fairly bitter. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that was it. I don't know. But then one day I had a friend who introduced me. This was maybe 2012, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago now. Um, introduced me to pour over coffee mm-hmm. and to blue bottle coffee. And I was like, wait, this is what coffee tastes like? Yes. This is so good. <laughs> like it, I don't know. I just was like, it's nothing like what I maybe like grew up with or like thought it tastes like or tasted at Starbucks. And I feel like that just kind of like catapulted me obviously into what I'm doing today. And I, yeah, the, the fact that coffee doesn't have to be burnt, doesn't have mm-hmm. to be bitter, <laughs> like it can taste sweet or fruity or chocolatey or nutty and not be kind of like burnt to a crisp. I was like, this is quite a revelation and I'm very into this. <laughs> I love that. That's so close to my own coffee journey. Yeah. Like mind explosion moment. It yeah. also might have been the same blue bottles, right? Because you're both from NorCal. Yeah, no, but her, you were from Livermore. I'm. Mine was the... It was in Hayes Valley, the little stand. Oh, yeah, the kiosk? Yeah. That's a cute one. Yeah, it's yeah. cute. Yeah, I don't know. My friend, like, brought it in, so he went into San Francisco and, like, brought it back to uh, where okay. I lived and, like, made yeah. it for me, so. Gotcha. I'm not sure which blue bottle. 
Yeah, I was on. I was at some meeting in San Francisco, and we just walked down the street. And my friend's like, "Let me show you this place." Yeah, <laughs> super cute. <laughs> Let location. me change your life. Highly <laughs> recommend visiting it. Yeah, it's adorable. It is. It's just like cute. a little garage. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's like it was the second blue bottle, I think. The first one was the fairy mm-hmm. building. I think that was the second one. Well, is it like a little ever? bit bigger than ever. a kiosk? That was the first one. Is it like a the, the stand was? Yeah. I thought the fairy building one they was. They had, well, they did the farmer's market. Oh, that's the what farmer's it was. Market, yeah, Bonnie. okay. Because mm. I went to a conference in San Francisco in 2015, and we went to some corner of a building that I think had a garage door. No. And it was just like, it was a full shop, but it was small. And mm. it was, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, like so I just wanted to now. join in and see you if can't I go went inside to one. this place. It's like oh, it's just okay. a stand yeah. in an gotcha. alleyway that you wouldn't know was there. Okay. Yeah. That's what was like. Like nothing so cool. else is down that alleyway either, I don't no. think. You like have to purposely like walk down. They've created alleyway. a lot of cool like outdoor seating there now. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Well, very cool. Do you remember what your first good coffee was? I don't particularly remember which cup of coffee I had. Um, my friend would like rotate, he'd like bring like all the coffee. So mm-hmm. I feel like I really got like to taste like everything that they had at the time. Um, and they still have the like blends today, like three Africans. Three Africans. I feel like yes. that was memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. Three Africas from three yeah. different farms. Three so it's always three. It's always three African coffees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are African coffees your favorite? Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. Ethiopia probably number one i've been really liking guatemala recently mm-hmm. cool yeah um sourdough baking yeah were you on the pandemic train for that no <laughs> i'm actually kind of proud you, of it were you an early adopter <laughs> i Absolutely knew that was not. gonna be the answer i was an early rejector <laughs> yeah I'm an, I'm an early rejector <laughs> that's great yeah uh yeah so i feel like Everybody, everybody hopped on the sourdough train, yeah. you know, 2020 at home, nothing to do. It actually kind of makes sense. Like now that I've been into sourdough baking, but I was like, this sounds ridiculous. I had a friend who was up at like midnight baking and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be up at midnight baking a piece of bread. Like it's, I'll just go buy one. We yeah. don't need, this is unnecessary. <laughs> um, but then actually I joined a buy nothing group, which if you don't yes. know what a buy nothing group is. Go find one. It's on Facebook. But it's basically like your neighbors and they like offer up stuff for free. So sometimes it's like chairs or like they got too much food at the grocery it's store. It's the only it's good like, thing about Facebook anymore. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> if you're not on Facebook, just go on for the Buy Nothing groups. Yep. Um, I had like an amazing Buy Nothing group back up in the Bay Area. And um, somebody offered up a sourdough starter like mid-2021. Wow. So this is like... Everybody had fallen off the sourdough train by then. They were all done because they were kind of getting back to work and all that stuff. And so somebody on Buy Nothing was like, hey, I'm going to give away sourdough starter. And which if you do know anything about sourdough baking, it's actually so easy to like multiply. You just like keep feeding it so Mm -hmm. you can just disperse it to like 100 people if you wanted to. Mm. Um, And so I was able to pick up some sourdough starter from her and kind of started my like sourdough journey of figuring out my favorite recipe i tried some like 24-hour rises or like no need and um, i finally landed on this one recipe which i've now like tweaked to my own recipe um from a book called uh new world sourdough you should go find it if you uh, yeah if you're interested so would it just a plain bread recipe or is it okay it's just sourdough bread. Just sourdough bread. Yeah, but I feel like you can change so much stuff about it. You know, I mean, it is like flour and water and salt. <laughs> and that's really 
all that sourdough is, but um, it, you can like have the, all these different methods of mixing and waiting for it to rise and there's like stretch and folds and so everybody kind of like tweaks it a little bit differently or even when you bake it in the oven i've seen people do like steam baths or like bake Whoa. it in a oh um, yeah i learned about that that yeah. like that helps keep the bread the crust oh the right i like way. immediately rejected that method i was like i'm not gonna <laughs> stick water in my eye what is weird <laughs> but yeah. uh i guess that gives it a good crust is yeah. what i've heard it gives it paul hollywood said that yeah <laughs> a good crust yeah it's not um, stodgy. Yeah, not yeah. stodgy. <laughs> yes. Um, that's really great. So now I've like tweaked my own recipe. I try to make some every week. And then what's awesome about sourdough baking too is you have discard. And so then you can make other little treats out of mm. it. So crackers, oh. scones, biscuits, pancakes. Discard. Pancakes. Yeah. Once you go sourdough baking, your like bread intake dramatically increases. Because <laughs> 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 so then you just have to use prepared. it. Right, because you yeah. have to use it. Yeah. I mean, well, you don't have to use it. You can throw it in the garbage, but it just feels a little sad to uh, throw away it's something you could use for baking. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. What's your favorite discard item you've made? I really like just doing crackers. It's super easy. Crackers. You just you add, add like, rosemary and stuff. Yeah, to yes. I've done. I've done some like cheese crackers. Wow. Everything but the bagel seasoning crackers. Oh, yeah. There's a recipe where you just literally add butter <laughs> to, to the sourdough discard, and it's like a lot of butter. <laughs> and you sprinkle it with everything but the bagel seasoning on top, and it's pretty fantastic. That makes sense, though, because I imagine like the golden Ritz-style crackers are probably just mostly butter. It's butter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can make like a cheese That's why type, they taste yeah. so good. Well, if it isn't abundantly cleared, if you're here at Upside Down and interested in sourdough baking, you should talk to Alyssa. Mm -hmm. And she can probably give you a sourdough starter. I'm oh, guessing. yeah, for sure. Ooh, that could be like a coffee time event. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I'm also now really starter. hungry. Yeah, <laughs> it is lunchtime. So, um, well, let's talk about your quote yeah. in closing and stuff. So you have a Dumbledore quote. Yes. I believe you have a Harry Potter potter tattoo if that's okay for me Do to say have a deathly hallows. <laughs> yes cool um i guess we're kind of the age that we grew up with the harry potter books i did right? i was just about the age of like harry potter as the books were coming out i think yeah. i was maybe a little bit long uh younger but yeah i basically grew up with along with harry something special about that sometimes i joke that like that's the one thing millennials had going for us yeah, it's <laughs> like we, we graduated at the great recession and then we like got into our careers and we're like having kids and buying houses at the pandemic start yeah it's and fantastic but at least we grew up with harry potter yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> at least like, the like late 90s early 2000s are cool <laughs> yeah um to all our Gen Z listeners, we're just not where we recognize that we've also had a good as millennials. So, <laughs> yeah. So but, earlier because our this thing year? is entitlement, right? So it's like, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> I need help. I can't even. So, yeah. Anyway, Dumbledore. Well, yeah. So I was gonna say earlier this year, uh, Harry Potter, like the film, came out with a twenty-year reunion. Oh yeah, and I was that's like, oh, right. HBO. Okay, I was like, there's no way it's been twenty years. And no, I it, it has. And it has been 20 years. We are <laughs> that like, Oh my gosh. So Wait, 20 years since the first film. Yes. Okay, okay. I was like, that would make the kids. And then in my head, I calculated and I was like, 30. And I was like, right. <laughs> That's that would how make old them I am. 30. <laughs> yeah. That would like, make me 30. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, what so, stands out to you about that quote? Let's let's read it. Yeah, let's read yeah. it. It does not do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live. 
Albus Dumbledore. Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. So I just think that Albus Dumbledore is one of the coolest characters in a book series. Mm-hmm. I just think he's got like the wise old man vibe, but also he's so quirky. He mm-hmm. does like the funniest weird things. And I think he also has a ton of like the weight of responsibility of like the wizarding world on his shoulders. And you can kind of see that in the later books, how he like, I don't know, cares about all that's going on um, in his world. So I feel like he's, he's got like the funny old man, but like the wise old man going for him. So he's pretty cool. Um, but he says this quote to Harry, if I remember right, when um, Harry's looking into the mirror of Erised and he like mm. sees his family mm. um, and he like winds up going up there like every night and he like brings his friends to like see what they see in the mirror. And he's spending a lot of time just like staring at this mirror and he's not living his life. You know, he's like in this amazing castle and all these friends learning new things. And um, I feel like I can be a dreamer and have all these ideas of what I want to do with my life, where I want to go. But if I'm not like appreciating the present moment, then like what, what is all that? for or like even if I'm not like working towards that and I just I just stick stay in those dreams and don't ever like pursue them then yeah what am I what am I missing out on here now Mm -hmm. so so it's both like future oriented but also nostalgia oriented yeah so like Mm -hmm. don't dwell on the past don't dwell on the future like you have something you want to work towards do it but be here yeah yeah that's good nice yeah the mirror of Eris said such an interesting thing like the you could have whatever you are looking at what you want, mm-hmm. but it's not real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like Harry was looking at his parents whom he'd lost, and then Ron, I think, was looking at like he's like winning the Quidditch Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he has both like a past and a future like expectation. Yep. Mm. But then like the quote is like, remember that there still is good here yeah. to seek out. Yeah. Which I feel like is one of the things we're always trying to kind of promote through upside down is like what if things were turned upside down and what if they what if that good thing was possible mm. um not to go too deep for a second but yeah i feel like we're getting yeah. real that's that's just real there. talk yeah, <laughs> yeah. just cut it, shut it down <laughs> yeah. too much okay yeah let's go get lunch <laughs> can, I, can i can i propose one final thing um, yeah. Showdown. <laughs> Who's the better wizard, Dumbledore or Gandalf? Oh. I mean, you know what I was, I'm going to answer. And I know what you're going to answer. <laughs> That's why I put... Yeah. <laughs> fight, fight. Gandalf fight, versus fight. Dumbledore. <laughs> I mean, they're both fantastic. I like I, both. I, I have a feeling Rowling based Dumbledore off of Gandalf because mm. you can't not be influenced right. by Gandalf. Yeah. But yeah. he has, like you're saying, his own quirks that make mm-hmm. him fun and unique. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dumbledore has an interesting element of being so, like, so removed yet so necessary. Mm. It's an in- he's an interesting character in those stories. Yeah. Although Gandalf is too. Maybe that's just a wizard thing. I think it's a wizard thing. They li- they're like not there when you think you need them. Mm. Right. And then they're there right when it counts. But I feel like that was part of like Harry's journey, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what Dumbledore wanted for him. Yeah. So maybe they're just the same person that in some be. ways. Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> you should ask JK and be like, yo, is, is he like a reincarnated Gandalf or <laughs> right. something? Is this actually, it's like one of those things where they make a case that all the Marvel movies are one movie or something <laughs> like that. Or like, no, all the Pixar movies are in the same universe, oh, yeah. right? Like That's one of those. That's a fun one to run with. Yeah, oh, it's like a combination of Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter in the same universe. <laughs> Mind blown. Because like, isn't that some of the plot of... Lord of the Rings is that in that realm, like magic is dying and the elves are leaving and stuff like that. That's like, that make, that would make for a really good story. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Someone's got to write that. I know. We Someone's should gotta... all create some sort of in between where yeah. Yeah, Lord of the Rings meshes into Harry Potter. And then how did yeah how did the magic come back? Right. Oh. That's the question. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Isaac, for hanging today, chatting yeah. through books, sourdough, and wizards. Yeah. It's been fun. And coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. And thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>